Hey, hey, friend, how are you enjoying this series? Today we are at part three, and I hope that you've got quite a bit out of last week. How are you doing with that? Now that I asked you to add in the nutrition and exercise and your personal growth, and you're like, oh no, my intent behind this is not to overwhelm you, but just to, let's just say some, lay some, or plant some seeds and maybe just one little part of something. Maybe you don't take on the full nutrition and the full exercise. You don't go, it's not saying you have to go join a gym and you have to completely overhaul everything. Just, just what's one little thing, just little practices, adjustments that we make really can add up to big things and they become habits for us. So my intent behind this series, the whole homeschool mom series this month is just to encourage you to take some time for your growth this summer. I promise you, your kids will be fine if you take a little bit of focus that maybe you would be putting on them and put on yourself. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying neglect your kids, but maybe just the little bit of the extra and you just kind of turn it a little inward here because you know what will happen? You will actually be a better mom. When you are doing well in some specific areas that I've already touched on and that I'm going to continue to talk about here this week and next week, and when you are doing well in all of these areas, your kids will flourish. You will have the peace and the joy and the contentment and the excitement for life, and you'll be the mom that you know you can be. So if you have not listened to episode 157, 158, I do encourage you to go back and take a listen to those. But right now, let's kick off part three of the whole Homeschool Mom series. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Today's topic is focused upon your personal spiritual life. Now, obviously, anyone can listen to this podcast, the entire podcast, and anyone can listen to this podcast episode. But I want you just to know where I'm coming at from the very beginning. And maybe this isn't something that you're interested in. I would love if you would continue listening anyway. I would love that. But maybe it's an episode you're like, you know what? I just want the homeschool stuff. I'm not offended. That's okay. But I just want you to know where my heart is coming from and where I'm coming from when I'm speaking about a spiritual life. I am a Christian, a believer in Jesus. And if you've been here for more than maybe one or two episodes, you probably got that figured out. But I'm so glad that you're here and that you listen, um, no matter where you are in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions, please definitely feel free to reach out. I think my email is in the show notes. But today we're going to talk about your personal spiritual life. And I'm going to share a little bit of my story and some encouragement for you. And just know that this, the order of the series, it's not in any particular order or anything. To be honest, I put the nutrition and exercise in the very beginning because I was like, okay, 
there are some maybe some things you can get walking and stuff like that right away. And I kind of wanted you to start that a little bit sooner. So just know that these aren't in any particular order. Don't be like, this one should have been first. It should be the priority. Yes, it really should be the priority. But just know that these aren't necessarily in a super particular order. I'm kind of meaning for them just to be uh, all to even be out and you can just kind of binge listen. And anyway, just a little bit of background from me. I grew up in a Christian home, but growing up, I never embraced my faith as my personal faith. You know, I did to a degree, but it was a very uh, immature, very young faith that I even had going up through my teen years. And really, ultimately, it ended up being my parents' faith and not my faith. And I'm going to tell you, this is really one of the things from me recognizing this with myself. And so it really helped me to be intentional with my kids and turning over that, I don't know if I want to say responsibility, but just turning turning that over to my kids as they have gotten older and to really grow that in them so that they don't launch out into life and just say, this is what I believe because this is what my parents told me to believe. And I really want them to embrace and explore. And we've had so many conversations. And But anyway, going back to my story, you know, I, I headed off to college and won't give you the details, but I pretty much walked away, but not like turned my back. Like I knew God was always there. And when I would get myself into trouble, I'd be like, oh God, please help me. But I wasn't relying upon him in any other situation. It was just when I was doing things that I shouldn't do and, you know, got myself into situations and tried to pray myself out of it. It really wasn't until James and I started having kids. And even though we were attending a church, it was really just having babies and looking at them and being like, what do I believe? What am I going to teach them? Like this, this needs to be important and not just in a fake way. It needs to be important to me. I can only pass on to them things that I truly believe in and what I actually do know. And so we really, you know, him and I started the journey. He began his journey at that point, And I began my journey back to God and found an amazing small group that we got involved in. That was really just, that was the beginning, the beginning of just, yeah, of a journey that I've been to for now. And my oldest is 20. So, you know, I guess I feel like I can kind of split my life into two different parts. My parents' faith walking away, or I guess three, walking away and then coming back and really embracing it and loving my journey with God and just the joy that it brings me and the peace that I have amidst no matter what is going on in the world. And that doesn't mean that there haven't been ups and downs. Now understand that those downs are probably, well, they're definitely, <laughs> they're a result of myself, of me not being as committed to my faith as I should be. And thankfully, there is so much grace that God's ha God has. And the older I get this, the more I understand that. But I remember all too well trying to nurture my own spiritual faith and my kids' spiritual faith along with keeping them just the basic necessities of life, keeping them alive every day, feeding everybody, getting everybody naps, getting the house cleaned and heading in the homeschool and getting to every place that we wanted to get to. Maybe there's baseball games, maybe there's church activities and trying to say, you know, okay, my spiritual life has to be important to me as well. And it does look different now than it did then. But, and that's just the neat thing about motherhood and just the different seasons in motherhood. But today I want to talk to you just about two areas. If you are struggling in your faith, or maybe you just need some encouragement, because sometimes we don't feel like we are maybe growing or pursuing God as we should 
And so these two areas are just, just super simple. And I just want to encourage you in these two, just to make them a priority in your life. So the first one here, I mean, it's, I feel like it's pretty obvious, but sometimes we need a little boost. Sometimes we need a swift kick in the pants. And I know that I've had those in my areas of life, but, and I'll tell you about some of those here soon. This one is just to spend daily, to spend time in the Bible in the word and reading the Bible and in prayer. And I mentioned, you know, swift kick in the pants. There have been times I have spent time with a friend and she would tell me, I just remember specifically spending time with a friend and her telling me about her personal time in the morning and reading the Bible. And it just, it really convicted and struck me to my heart. I was like, I don't do that like at all. I know that God's there. I know he's there for me and I'll pray when I remember. And it really struck me. And I, I started on a journey and I was like, okay, how am I going to add this, especially in the morning? And I was not a morning person. And there's, there's some funny stories that, you know, I just, I said, my heart really wanted, I was like, God, I want to be able to get up in the morning. It doesn't have to be that I wasn't asking him to get me up at four in the morning. Cause that's absolutely, that was not going to happen. But I was like, if you can just get me up a little bit earlier than my kids and not like in a, get me up in a grumpy way, but help me to wake up in the morning wanting to pursue time with you in the word. And that actually happened. And, and it stuck. That was, I don't even know how many years ago. And again, there's ups and downs, but I want to encourage you just to spend time daily reading your Bible and daily in prayer. So what can this look like for me? And I think a lot of people, we find it really beneficial to do so first thing in the morning. And maybe you have early birds that are up first thing and you can get them some breakfast And they sit there and quietly, well, maybe not quietly, but they sit there and eat breakfast and you just find a little corner. And during that 15 minutes, you sit and read your Bible. Maybe your kids aren't early birds and maybe you are, or maybe you just are able to get up a little bit earlier than them and to find a place. I absolutely love right now, whenever the weather is warm, I, or anything, if it's decent, as long as it's not frigidly cold out, I will grab my Bible. If I need to grab a jacket, I'll do so. And I go and sit in my backyard because there is just something to being outdoors. So if that's possible for you, especially now in the summer, to get into a routine. So really be realistic. Is it sometime in the morning that you can spend some time? Say, this is my 15 minutes, my 30 minutes, my 45 minutes, my hour, whatever you feel that you can do right now in this season. And if you do not spend time regularly reading the Bible and spending time in your personal devotions, I'm going to encourage you not to say, I'm going to spend an hour because it's going to be hard for you to set aside that hour. Just say 15 minutes. And I can almost promise you that that 15 minutes will turn to 20 minutes, to 25 minutes, to 30 minutes, and it will extend longer. If your heart wants to spend an hour reading the Bible and in prayer, God will build that in your heart. He will give you that desire to do so. And the time will fly by and you're like, I don't want to put the Bible down. I don't want to stop praying. I want to continue with this, but just start out just, just saying 15 minutes. And if you're able to get outside or maybe it's even just sitting outside your door so you can hear your kids still and just spending time reading, reading through the Bible, whatever it is, you know, whatever books of the Bible you kind of feel drawn to and led to. And if you have not ever picked up the Bible and you want to start reading it, I encourage you to start in the New Testament. I know a lot of people say that John is a good book to start with. I would just start with Matthew, just start reading through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then just continue on through the New Testament. Now, 
when you get to Revelation, it's going to be quite a bit different if it's not something that you are familiar with. Read through it anyway, and then you can jump to the to the Old Testament. But it's a good place to start because the stories are probably familiar if you start in Matthew and start reading through the Gospels. And there are some great Bible studies out there, some great companion books that can help you with your Bible study journey, but there really is nothing that replaces just reading the Bible. So sometimes I will use a Bible study to kind of help me to pull out, to draw out uh, different lessons, but there's, it's just the, the simplicity of just reading the Bible. Don't ignore just reading the Bible for reading Bible studies or reading books about God and about the Bible. Those are great. And I use those as like an ending to my personal devotional time. Sometimes right now I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of in between some books, but Sometimes I will use those just as an ending, as like a little exclamation point on my personal devotional time. And so during this time also, so, okay, so we're talking about making it realistic. I have to go back, but I just, I just go on rabbit trails here, but be realistic. Is it in the morning? Maybe it's during nap time. Maybe it's in the evening. Ask yourself, when will I actually do this? I could say to myself, I will do this in the evening, but I guarantee you the evening will come the day will have been busy. I will, my brain will be exhausted and it just doesn't happen. I do have some friends. I know people who will start their day reading the Bible and they'll end their day reading the Bible. That's wonderful. But I think we need to be, have our time, have our brain fresh. And if we just say, I'm just going to read it at night, you're going to find that your brain is a little bit, a little bit mushy. If you're anything like me, I mean, you're a homeschool mom. So things just kind of get a little bit mushy by the end of the day, but just be realistic with yourself. Don't say, I'm going to spend an hour from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And you've never seen the 5 o'clock a.m. hour on your clock ever before. That might not be realistic. Maybe you just say to yourself, okay, my kids get up at 7. I'm going to get myself up at 6.30 so I have some time, use the bathroom, kind of get washed up, get a cup of water, and then I'm going to spend from 6.45 to 7 o'clock. That would be actually a lot more realistic than you saying, I'm going to spend from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then maybe then you go on to, oh, and then I'm going to work out from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Be realistic, okay? Set yourself up for some success and know that you can grow in this area and you can expand it and extend the time as well. And not only is reading the Bible really beneficial to our spiritual life, is just spending time in prayer and just talking, just communing with God and just sharing your heart. He already knows. He already knows what's on your mind and what's in your heart and just taking time to do that. Now, this is a really good thing to do when you're doing your personal devotions, when you're reading the Bible, but just don't be afraid to stop during the day and just breathe out a prayer of thankfulness. Breathe out a prayer of help, Lord, help me to be patient. Uh, prayer of guidance, a prayer of petition for other people just as the day goes on. So number one here is to daily spend time in the Bible and daily in prayer, like having a focused, intentional time of prayer and combining that with your Bible time really helps that to make it happen. But also just to kind of focus on praying throughout the day, thanking God throughout the day and just reaching out to him during the day. Just, just one liners. He loves that. He loves to be able to communicate with us during the day, every day. And the second area that I want to encourage you to focus on, to think on and to be intentional about when it comes to your spiritual life is to walk in the fruit of the spirit. Now, when I was little, I memorized the fruits of the spirit. And then when my kids were, and it was kind of became a joke, my youngest, he would like try to see how fast he could say it. So you might have kids too, where you memorize right in Sunday school or something, there's a song. But what is the fruit of the spirit? It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now I know in some 
different versions of the Bible, they might use some different words than those. So, but what I, what do I mean? It still means the same thing. So what do I mean though, about walk in the fruit of the spirit? This is walking, not in your power, but this is walking in the power of Jesus and asking him each day, help me to walk in the fruit of the spirit. So I want to share with you a personal story when it comes to this and my, I guess my awakening, my realization that I was not walking in the fruit of the spirit in really not in any ways very deeply. And I'm not quite sure what encouraged me to explore this. Maybe it was a Bible teaching I heard. Maybe it was a women's retreat. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe who knows? But my kids were young and I felt like I was not walking in any of those, like I said, in a very deep way. But I felt very specifically that I was a very very, very impatient mom, also an impatient wife. I was just impatient in all ways. And I was like, one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. And walking in the fruit of the spirit is an indication that you are walking with the Holy Spirit leading you. And I was like, I want the Holy Spirit to lead me, but there's one specific area, patience. And I felt deep, deep in my heart. And so I prayed, I asked God, I said, Lord, please give me patience. And I'm going to warn you right now. I mean, that That is a powerful prayer because I began to witness it immediately. It sounds like, you know, sometimes I hear people say this, it sounds like a little bit of a joke, but literally this literally happened to me. I prayed and asked God for patience and you know, well, I'm going to tell you right now, I am much more patient, way more patient. I don't get road rage like I used to. If my kids, they, it just, things don't bother me like they used to do like 10 years ago or more than that. And what happened was I prayed and asked God for patience. And you know what he presented me with? Many, 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 many scenarios where I had to learn patience or I had to exhibit patience or I had to, at first it was like, it's like a muscle that you don't use. And it would be like silly things like at the grocery store with all three of my kids. And I would pick the one line that was taking forever. For some reason, it would be the person in front, you know, they flick the light, there's something wrong, you know, to call the manager over, there's something wrong. I would pick the one line every single week that would take much longer than every other line. And I had people in my life who required much more patience from me because of life events and certain circumstances that they were going through. I just saw it over and over and over again. And at first I became frustrated. And then I started to realize, oh no, this is God answering your prayer. I was like, oh wow, this, okay, this is how he's going to answer. Because you know what would have been way easier for me is if I prayed and said, God, I really need patience. And you know what he did? He was like, bing. And I was suddenly the most patient mom and woman in the world. No, that's not how it works. It is a growth of your character. And in order to become more patient, You have to go through many, many scenarios where you have to learn, you have to exercise that muscle. And eventually, if you continue to do that, instead of blowing up, continue to see that this is an opportunity for me to grow and to learn patience, and you'll find yourself a much more patient person. So that's what I mean about walking the fruit of the spirit. If you are feeling that there is a certain fruit of the spirit that you are not exhibiting in your life, that's really hard for you, pray and ask God to give that to you, but be prepared because he's not going to quick zap you and give you that joy. He's going to give you many scenarios. He's going to build that joy within you so that you will look back years from now and say, I am a much more joyful person because I asked God for joy and he gave it to me. And it it will take time. 
Don't think this is going to be an overnight thing. There is no quick zap. Remember, (laughs) there is a growth of it. And just like every other area of life, we can then look back someday and say that was the beginning of my journey of patience or love or peace or kindness or self-control. So take some time and God will reveal if there, if you're like, I'm not really quite sure what I need to work on during your daily Bible and prayer time to spend time and look and see while you're reading and pray and ask God, what area do you want me to work on? And I'll do that sometimes. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if there's an area that I need. I'm, I'm not really feeling convicted of any certain area and, and I'll pray and God will reveal and I'll say, okay, Lord, help me to be more kind. Help me to be more gracious, which I know isn't quite one of the words in the fruit of the spirit, but it honors God nonetheless. So those two points, again, for you to grow in your spiritual life this summer, and then to continue, this isn't just a summer thing. This is, I'm hoping that this whole homeschool mom series is something that is like a kickoff. This starts these different areas of growth in your life. And so the two are very simple to spend daily time in prayer and in the word and the Bible and reading the Bible and spending time with God, but then also to walk in the fruit of the spirit, which is walking not in your power, but in the power of Jesus. Because I know from personal experience that these two areas will grow your spiritual life like none other. And this just isn't, is an outpouring. Like it's just as you work on your spiritual life and you allow God to work in you and it just extends to every other area of your life. And so this podcast is specifically to homeschool moms, but it will definitely affect your ability to homeschool well. And if you are in need of more guidance, of some mentorship when it comes to any area of your homeschool life, and you're saying, I'd like Lee to be that person, to be that mentor for me, I would be absolutely so honored. You can get all the information and sign up for my mentorship program at littlebylittlehomeschool.com slash mentorship. You can get on my calendar. We would set up a call and be able to talk about all the things I would love to be able to encourage you as you create and embrace the homeschool lifestyle that is perfect for you and your family right now in this season of life. So you can head over to littlebylittlehomeschool.com slash mentorship. The link is also going to be in the show notes. All right, friend, thank you for stopping in for this part three. And guess what? Part four will be right here on the podcast on Thursday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.